Blog Talk Radio.
believe it's working for me. <laughs> I can smile again and I don't have to worry because it's working for me. Yeah, it's working for me. Yeah, it's working for me. Come on, sing that out. Say that. Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. I almost forgot our door saying, but yeah, we are on the UCOFW network. Um, yeah, just get ready for a good and productive show tonight. Um, we have a lot to discuss, and I think we have uh, Miss C. Johnson, and I'm I'm not sure if this is Jr. On the line, or if this is Michael, let me go see. Uh, Michael, is this you, Jr. It's Jr. All right, I see you, your numbers look familiar, so I didn't know. We're gonna go to the line and see. Yes, sir. All right, welcome to the show tonight. We have a jam-packed show. We're gonna get try to get stuff done a little quicker tonight. Um, try to get out of here a little early tonight. Um, it's a beautiful day out, but Definitely a hot day out, hot summer, um, a lot going on in the world. Um, you just heard um, Travis Green, Unintentional. That's a good song. You guys need to go out and purchase that song. Um, and just for the record, I mean, um, are you guys, I mean, have you guys been um, paying attention to the news? Because I know there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot I want to discuss tonight. So, <laughs> Uh, I'm just wondering, have you guys seen anything that you guys want to talk about before we jump into the lineup tonight? Oh, I think I, I will just sit back and enjoy the conversation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is a kind of a last-minute show that we did. So um, we're going to uh, pretty much put the number out there for people that want to call in and get involved with the conversation. If you would like to join in the conversation tonight, Feel free to call us at 646-915-8200. We are on Twitter at UCOFW. And also, you can join our other social media pages. We're on YouTube. Uh, We have a YouTube channel where we have interviews and different shows and stuff of that nature that's on there. So you guys need to get on there. 
um, subscribe, UCOFW, and then you can look us up on Facebook under our group page at the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers. You can leave us questions, comments, whatever you would like to do. Um, follow us on there. We'll let you know when we're going to be on air and whatnot. All right, tonight we have a lot to talk about, and we're going to try to run right on through this stuff. Um, we're going to talk about, well, first of all, we're going to ask a question. Did Donald Trump's wife, Melina Trump, um, plagiarize First Lady Michelle Obama's political speech? So we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, also, there is some beef going on between Taylor Swift, Kanye West, and Kim Kardashian. And Selena Gomez wanted to call herself jumping to Taylor Swift's defense, but she really stuck her foot in her mouth. And people are now starting to question is she kind of racist. So we're going to tie all that together. And, oh, my God. I don't know if you heard about this uh, scene, but... Mm-hmm. Earlier this week On Sunday actually Kelly Price came to the Indiana Black Expo She performed at the Gospel Explosion You will not mm-hmm. believe what she did That's a hot mess mm-hmm. and, and I'm just going to give y'all a clue cool in a minute I'm going to play a song And then that, that, will, that will tell you Kind of what, where we're going to go um, We're going to talk about the Baton Rouge Police shooting um, Then we're going to talk about What does all lives matter mean? We hear a lot of people say that, but is it cold for something else? So we're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about Indiana Governor Mike Pence running for vice president under Donald Trump's administration. Um, he made his speech last night, so um, we're going to talk about that because that was a hot mess.org. And we're going to uh, give you some hot pipes and tea on that. Also, if we get time, we're going to talk about Bill Cosby. He is totally blind now. Um, and then I want to get on this Pokemon Go foolishness because there's just been some crazy stuff going on out here with this new game, Pokemon Go. And these people have lost their darn mind. And it really speaks on how effed up society is. And also, we're going to talk about um, a racist nurse gets fired in Pennsylvania after a viral posting on social media. And last but not least, we're going to try to get to signs of a coon in a sellout. How can you tell when you're dealing with someone that is going against their own people? And um, I want to get to this. We probably will hold off on this next week. I didn't have time to uh, get this clip. But there was this guy that was on Facebook sitting there just as sweet as he wanted to be, eating a piece of chicken, smacking, uh-huh. lip smacking, big old lip smacking, big old chicken <laughs> eating. I don't even want to get go in on him too much. But he's sitting on there eating chicken, being a straight up coon, being a damn fool on on YouTube. Well, it, it started on Facebook. <laughs> But they said that he was talking about blame the white man. So we're going to probably get to that next oh, week because yeah, we're going to go in on him. Like, we really need to go in on him and people like that. <laughs> so we're going to go to this quick song really quick. I think we had another caller that just joined 664, uh, 317-664. Um, 
Do you have a question or a comment, or are you just listening at this point? Just listening in right now. All right, we're going to jump right into it. All right, well, we're going to go to a quick song. We're just going to do one song. I got, like I told y'all, this is going to lead into the first story. So y'all just keep it locked. Uh, once again, 646-915-8200. Um, I believe Michael is not going to be with us tonight because uh, he has a new work schedule. So he'll probably be on here with us every other week now. So um, we will um, pretty much uh, keep you afloat on um, everything that's going on. Um, once again, join our social media pages and everything else, and we will be back after this.
right, we are back. That was a classic by Miss Shirley Murdoch, redone by Kelly Price. Now, can anybody guess why I played that song? Um, C, do you know why? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, can you guess why I played that song tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can guess why we play it, absolutely. Go ahead and tell it, because, you know, I'm going to set the situation up, man, but just tell me, what, what, why, why am I playing this song? You're playing this song because, um, as, as you referenced um, earlier, how Kelly Price was invited to come on out to the Black Expo to sing, but instead of her singing uh, a gospel song at the gospel uh, portion of the expo, she decided to sing as we lay at the gospel portion of of the expo, which was, in my opinion, extremely um, inappropriate. So um, you wanted to play that song because really to hear every detail of the song and all the words that were being sung in this song, to see how it Relates to gospel, which it does not. So um, that's my opinion as to why you played that song tonight. All right. Well, you are absolutely correct. And let me set the situation up for you. This past mm-hmm. Sunday at the Indiana Black Expo, um, Sunday marked marked the end of the festivities for summer celebration. As every year, they have a gospel explosion to close things out. This year, there were there were mostly local artists that came. Um, Leandria Johnson, she came, and, and different other people came. <clears throat> but one of the headliner headliners this year was Kelly Price. Now, this is what I'm saying. You know, um, if I'm not mistaken, she started off singing a gospel song. So I don't even know won't even hear about this stuff where she was confused about the venue and this, that, and the other. <clears throat> you know, um, then she broke out singing this song, As We Lay. And now let me start. Let me start Thanks. this off. So I, I will never take away uh, the fact that Kelly Price is a wonderful singer. She's, she's extremely talented. She's very um, gifted in that arena. But what I need to know is, why would you come and sing a song like that in a venue? And, and, and don't tell me you just came up on stage at the last, you know what I'm saying? You knew, now you should have seen, you've seen all them, 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 them gray-headed mamas out there in them church dresses. And you've seen all them people out there waving them tambourines out there in that <laughs> audience. You knew what kind of program mm-hmm. you were at. Mhm. And for you, well, for you to show your natural black ass at Black Expo, that was unacceptable. Mhm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why would you come yes. there and sing that song and then get off the stage? And we're gonna play the clip in a minute because I got I got the clip where she uh me make sure it's downloaded because I you know I want to make sure I got. I want y'all to hear this because she went in on everybody. Four on social media. Four. Why would you come here to Indianapolis and do that 
And then you got upset when people was looking at you like you was crazy. And the MC of the program was, they said something about that. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. And then you get on social media. First thing you do, get on social media and you bash the whole organization of Indiana Black Expo. And then you talk about the whole religious community, and I said, "What I what I, what I need to what I need to know from somebody, if anybody listen, somebody please call in or something. One of y'all let me know. Now, if I'm mistaken, not mistaken, Kelly Price grew up in the church, so she knows better. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Huh? This is my take on the whole thing. I After IBE came out and <clears throat> gave the apology, and then the guys who actually invited her to the expo came out and made his comment, I get where the confusion is. Okay. So I, I, I give her a pass on the confusion because she was actually not supposed to be part of the gospel set. She was part of the We Love Music Conference, which okay. was supposed to end before the gospel show. She was supposed oh. to be the last performer. Somehow she got pushed back. She did not perform during that part of the event. So I I blame Tanya Bell, let's start there. I blame Expo, and I blame the guy that brought her. Because once you saw that it is five minutes till four or after four, and you pull her. Now, she said she sent the music. What she was supposed Mm -hmm. to sing was what she sung. That's the music that she sent and got authorized. So once you've seen that it is now time for the gospel show to start and you push her up there on that stage and you don't tell her, hey, I get that you were supposed to perform during XYZ part of the performance, but we're now kind of cutting into the gospel part of it. Can you kind of not do as we lay? So pretty much they made her the scapegoat. So she wasn't aware, pretty much, of what was going on. So that was a miscommunication is what you're saying. That's what everything that I got, and I went to um, somebody else's page, and I believe Brother Patrick Cole made a comment stating that there was major miscommunication. Major. So, like I said, now, as an artist, you're supposed to know your audience. If you like mm-hmm. you said if you walk out on stage and you see all these church mothers out there, they ain't come to hear Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't come right. to hear that. Yeah. But it's this is my thing about some people church. ready to hear some church music. Yes. But this is my thing and too. then they said she came then they said she came out on the oh. stage and greeted people Saying praise the Lord, and she sung like one got one of her gospel songs, and then another another song. Mm-hmm. I came in after she got off stage because I heard as we lay as I was walking through the venue, which wasn't big as two rooms, but anywho, 
Shay. <laughs> so I'm walking through and I hear as delayed, but I'm thinking that is somebody playing it through their speakers because there's a lot of music going on and it kind of all jumbles together. Right. When I walked into the part where the gospel stage was, baby, them season saints was clutching pearls, purses, and everything else. <laughs> they were so confused and dismayed. That's, that's exactly I, why I'm glad I didn't go. I'm glad I didn't go. I didn't, I didn't go. know that somebody that performed before her was a gospel group. So, okay, so let me ask you this. So with, okay, Common Sense should have told her then, let's switch this up real quick. Obviously, this can't be that type of venue. So to me, do you think that uh, with her being an artist, she, she had been better prepared or she should have just been like, hey, um, you know, just told the audience what the deal was. Um, how do you think that this should have been handled? Or do you think was this it her job to handle I believe that Kelly Price holds a responsible a responsibility in this, but I also hold the people that put this on more yeah. responsible. Because when you seen that your audience was changing, because now, Seneca, you know, Al and Charles Williams wouldn't have never let that happen. Yeah, you're right. I would have got out there on that stage, and he would have made a joke about wanting a chicken sandwich or something. <laughs> he would have came out there and said, we are running behind, you know us, and blah, blah, blah. It would have been an intermission part, right. and everybody would have been on the same page. That wouldn't have never happened. But see, do you Under think... somebody else's watch. So let me ask you this. Do you think situations like this are the reason why... Is the reason why the attendance at Black Expo has been um, on the decline for uh, several years now. Yes. It is a major reason. Yeah. It is a major reason why I take I take last year when the free concert got rained out. Now, I have worked with the staff of Expo in prior years and been up at two, three o'clock in the morning, whatever, you know, doing events and helping prepare and all that stuff and working through it throughout the whole day of, of Expo that I'm there. And there would have been a contingency plan with mm-hmm. severe weather. There would have been another venue already on reserve. Mm-hmm. Or it would have been we're going to push the free concert to Saturday. Because everybody's not paying to go to Banker's Life and pay all that money to go to that concert. So the people that can't afford to go to that concert are going to show up to the free concert. Right. So I, I blame I blame Expo because, like I said, Expo has dwindled down over the years. When I say that there was no major vendors at Expo this year. There was a lot of schools, the health department, of course, the politician departments and all that stuff. And just a lot of, you know, entrepreneur businesses, but nothing, nobody was really peaked at, you know, and then of course you got all the the uh, knockoff vendors. You know, they selling mm-hmm. all the Nada and, and Uchi. But you know, 
You know what I'm not, saying? Not Gucci, but Coochie. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it was really sad. And then to go to the gospel stage. Now, you remember in times the gospel thing when we had it at the um, at the uh, RCA Dome or whatever, we had a mm-hmm. big space. It was small. They had the tables right next to where the people were sitting at, the tables where people were eating at. And then you had four vendors over in a corner selling fifteen dollar perk sandwiches. Ooh. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. Now, now mind you, okay, I'm gonna let you finish. I, I had I, I, I gotta come back to that. But yeah. Now mind you, now I love I now I used to love me some country kitchen. I, I used to, but Country Kitchen to me has become like King Riz. It all depends on who on the grill that day. <laughs> some days you get good ribs, some days you don't. Some days some you days get more sauce than you get meat. No, right, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, when I think her, I was like, uh, because then they were, they were cooking it up in bulk and then like having the warmer, and I was like, that's going to be nasty. Mm. Oh. I said no, sir. I said that's okay. <laughs> I said, it was literally, wow. it was literally four vendors there. Wow. I now, said this for, was a just for an expo or just for the for that event. I mean, or for that particular event. For that for expo, there was no other food vendors. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you know. Let me tell you. Now you know there was a time. You when you now you know back in the day there was everybody selling fish, chicken, Philly cheese steak, whatever you wanted, whatever you. I'm telling you, it was there. And you mean to mm-hmm. tell me that it has dwindled down to practically nothing? They, from what I hear, the prices of getting vendor spots and booth spots have went up, but mm-hmm. yet the space is smaller. Wow. Wow. Usually you had the health fair and all the vendors all under one hall. The health fair had to be in its own section, and and I don't know if it was just because it was Sunday, but I was just not impressed. Hmm. Usually you can get your eat on at the health fair. Somebody got some type of Mm -hmm. snack or something. Honey, Clovis was passing out grapes and carrots. I said, good night. <laughs> I said, don't, don't even worry about it, kids. We about to go home. That's, and this is what I'm saying. Stuff like that makes it hard for families to actually go out and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I remember a time that you you could go to Expo and not have a dime in your pocket, but be full as a tick. Because mm-hmm. everybody had a stamp. Myers was there. Marsh was there. Kroger's was there. Walmart was there. And somebody had a snack, a chip, a juice or something. Uh-huh. But yeah, none of that, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. 
Yeah, I and when I tell you, it used to be, it used to be a time that you could walk through different vendors. And, you know, they had the little bags and this, that, and the third. Yeah. Uh, if you did not participate in whatever it was they was doing, you didn't get a bag. Like State Farm was there, and they had this real nice, colorful bag. Oh, you had to sign up and do a little survey, and then you got your bag. <laughs> Good night. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, I've heard, like, in recent years, like, they're trying to give tickets away now for people to come. They do on day. Sunday. Sunday is now free. Mm. Sunday mm. is now free. You notice that they no longer have the Sunday morning praise service. I oh, wish wow. somebody would find to see out on that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. somebody knows about that tea. Please get, get send us a message or call us. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna research it because I would like to know what happened to that. That was like a tradition, an age old tradition at the expo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you went mm-hmm. to church on Sunday morning. Wow. And so and so I was just like, wow, like it it just changed. It is so different. You know, I look at the people that I've worked up under, you know, that are now have crossed over and gone on. I said, I know they are turning over in their grave. Mm-hmm. But well, you want to hear a fascinating number? She gets paid $250,000 a year. Just to, now let me ask you, is she, so, so she, so you, are you referring to Tanya Bell? Yes, sir. So let me ask you this. So um, now she over Circle City Classic as well? She's over Expo. So all of that, everything that falls up under the Expo umbrella. So you, you mean to tell me she only gets, she can pay out for all that just to do that one event, which lasts. So she pretty much gets paid that much money to run that one event all week. Well, evidently, Expo has, Expo has a lot of events and meetings and things of that nature that go on throughout the year. But I still say, with the numbers dropping that they, the way they are, the people not attending the way it is, people not contributing like they used to, where do you fit in getting six figures? Yeah, I'm in the wrong racket. That's what I'm saying. Somebody, somebody cutting corners, or somebody cutting vendors, or something. I mean, somebody. Yeah, I mean, some mm-hmm. stuff you have to pay her. That's probably why I think. No, I think it's mm-hmm. nine. I ain't gonna say that. I don't. I don't want to go in too much. But I just my. Okay, I'm gonna say this. If okay, it's. It, it's, sometimes it's just time for a change, and I'm not going to say anything. If if something's not working out, it's not going to work. It's just not working out. It's nothing personal. Maybe it's time for new leadership. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, just think that the legacy. I, I just think the legacy of what Black Expo represented and what it meant to community is vastly diminished. Mm-hmm. Their main, their main people that come out. I didn't the main hype about it this year. It was no really hype about it this year. Well, I, I, you know, like I said, um, I heard from one person, and then it was confirmed by another person that 
TLC pulled out. Oh, my goodness. And if you notice, TLC did not promote it. So can you tell a difference between when Joyce was over it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a difference, even though I think that even when she had it, it was Mm -hmm. starting to tank. But I think it kind of stayed afloat. Mhm. You know, it 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 still stayed afloat, but it was still it was just rocky. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and wow. So, oh my goodness. So it's it's crazy to me because, like I said, you know, and and Seneca can attest to it. You know what I'm saying? We've worked under big name people here in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sat under people that have put on full time performances in mm-hmm. this city, so we know what's expected, what's supposed to, what this is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And when you've been doing it so long and you see it, you going, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. Like it's oh disheartening to see that we are. We have the largest Black Expo event in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's what we are based off of. No other city can put on an event as the magnitude that we can ever. Mm. But if we keep at the rate that we're going, somebody's going to catch us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you? I don't want to say this. Mm-hmm. But... Oh no! I was just going to ask just a quick question. So, do you all think, with the rate that is going now, that there uh, may be a possibility in the future that they may try to cancel Expo? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask. Good question. You know, I I don't see. I don't know if certain people because we still it, hold on. Hold on, y'all. Um, there are still some people that are around. Mm-hmm. If they got their heads out of their behinds and out of their feelings, mm-hmm. could run Expo. Mm-hmm. We still got some people that are from back then. We mm-hmm. still have some people out there. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not they want to do it, whether or not their ego will allow them to do it, I don't know what it is. Right. But there's still some oh people that have been on the forefront. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Wow. I, just, I don't know. Because mm. I look at it like this. I look at, I look at the fair. The fair is smart. They realize who they meal ticket was on Sunday, and they pretty much given him a blank check <laughs> and said, "Do what you need to do, because we know it's gonna be all right." Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, yeah. <laughs> 
So you know, I, it's I, just, it's, I tell you, it's it's time for it's definitely time for these issues to be addressed because that what what had happened with that whole situation that was just unacceptable. That that was not the spirit of what that that particular time of the week that Sunday is all about. They're supposed to tie all everything together. You're supposed to leave out on a positive note, on a peaceful note. And for all that confusion and drama to take place, it's just unacceptable to me. And now, I, I think that it's, that's a sign that, yeah, huh? I blame Kelly for the for the discord at the end because this yeah. was something that was supposedly done backstage. This was not done over the mic. This was not done towards the audience. And you managed to hightail yourself to the airport and go on a 10-minute rant about your feelings being hurt. And then not only did you not leave it there with that, you came back three more times. (laughs) And then you were sidekick. Tasha Page Lockhart decided to chime in and got her behind him the tour, and she showed up real quick. She jumped in. She posted a video, too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm losing my signal here. Okay, what'd you say? Uh, it's not your signal. I can barely hear him too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think our signals are are losing. We're we're losing somewhere. Yeah, I, I can yeah, hear you yeah. perfectly. It's it's on Seneca's end that it's not coming through. Mm mm. No, it's not on my end either. Yeah, see, I can hear you perfectly, too. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So what would you like for us to do? Hello? Can you, uh, <laughs> he needs to switch from sprints, what he needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we can hear you. Well, I can't really hear him. Well, I'm glad we got a minute here because I, I, I have captured five Pokemon saying this conversation. You know what? You and Pokemon is going to end you up in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't mean to jump into that, but holy cow, is that getting out of hand. I'm telling you, I, I guarantee you, one of the wrecks that I saw today coming back from Michigan had to deal with Pokemon. I guarantee you it did. You know, it's... And the funny thing, the funny part of it all is that they actually think it's cool. The ones playing it, you know, but yet they have the nerve to bash on the, on the ones that play Dungeons and Dragons and all that. You know, it's the same game. It's the same game. It's an imaginary monster. You can't do anything with it in real life. You know, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. We got another wreck. <laughs> Lord. Where's our... Where's our friend commentator? I mean, not our commentator. Where's our friend that from last oh, week? That was hilarious. Okay, can you guys hear me? Okay, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we did. Okay, I I was on my microphone, and I don't know what happened. 
So I just went on ahead and just, um, yeah, just got on my phone line. Okay, ah, so, you doing your own show. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask y'all this then. Let me ask you guys this. Um, this is what I was asking you. Was Tasha, um, was, was did she come to the expo? Because we're going to get back to the Pokemon uh, thing in a minute. Because I got no, some crazy she- stories to tell you. She did not come to Expo. She was venting about doing the Women's Empowerment Series. If you go on Kelly's YouTube, I mean, uh, Kelly's Instagram page, there's a video with Tasha Paige Lockhart saying that clearly she didn't know that she was coming to Kelly Price's defense. Like, clearly she didn't know that this was a gospel stage. And for all you sanctioning, y'all need to get y'all facts straight before y'all come for people and blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whatever. And I was like, whatever. I said, girl, first of all, you how how's she gonna even comment on it and she wasn't there? And I said, mm-hmm. second of all, you sitting up there taking I'm about to come for her and you gonna take up for her because I'm about to go to this clip in a minute. Now, you gonna take up for her getting on social media down in a whole uh city and a whole venue. I said, you know, girl, you and you getting on social media talking crazy, like how you gonna take up for her? And girl, you wasn't there, so you don't even know both sides of the situation. So I don't understand that. My thing is this. Perception is everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Perception is everything. And I feel like this. Once Kelly realized that, you know what? I can understand. Just like we can understand where she was, you know, misguided on her thoughts of what was going on. She should understand how the people in the audience was also misguided. They were expecting Mm -hmm. one thing and got something else. Now, once you realize that, you should be godly enough because you're Mm -hmm. such a PK and all. you went on this whole 10-minute rant about you've been, you know, on this Christian journey for da-da-da-da-da and whatever, whatever. Your inner man should have stepped in and said, hey, you know what? You should maybe apologize to the people and say, you know what? We were all wrong. We were all mistaken. Not necessarily wrong, but we were all mistaken. Okay, but mm-hmm. this is my thing. This is my thing. Well, girl, you want to talk about how much a Christian you are, but what? What? What's, okay, since you want to go there and want to talk about, you want to talk about you stay sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost in a bucket of uh, KFC at churches. Whatever, right? But see, my thing is, it's like, girl, didn't we see another side of Kelly Price on R&B divas? Like, cause this is my thing, girl. You sitting up there talking all this stuff, but if if the truth be known, she's a very nasty person, and and I was mm. very surprised to see that side of her on that show. Anytime you can, and make I was gonna tell you, now. I said, I said, girl, and this is my thing. But while you're talking all that stuff about Naptown, I said you need to thank Naptown for giving you another 15 minutes of fame and making you relevant once again. How about right, that? Right. Because clearly you weren't. Because my thing is this. You know, even though nobody Willow, checking she, for her until this event. Did nobody even own the ticket? I didn't even look at the flyer until after all of this was said and done. And I looked and I was like, oh, she was on the ticket. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, she she was wrong for that. Like you know, you and you see us. Baby, I came to see the crazy, unpredictable Leandria Johnson. That's who I came to see. Now tell us now now tell us about Leandria Johnson because I know you you we 
for those who don't know, we talking to an eyewitness that was there and witnessed this. Pro- what, now, what was what was the tea with Leandra Johnson? Did she give y'all? Leandra Johnson, honey, she was who she was and didn't care. She came with her blue jeans, her little skimpy jeans on, and her piercing in her face, and she stuck to the wall, came down. So let me ask you, since all this stuff that happened last year, did, did the audience receive her pretty well, do you think? Oh, my, everybody was waiting on her. I, I There was a shift in the atmosphere because Eastern Star's main campus choir, they didn't mm-hmm. come to play. Demetrius yeah. West and JP, they didn't come to play. They brought the house down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Judy got up there and done her song, so... Everybody was ready to go at that. Every, Kelly Price was no longer a factor. Nobody cared anymore. You know what I'm saying? Nobody nobody knew anything had happened. Everybody was like, all right, we done. Move on. Right. Because right, of the we, have another Christ- caller just, we have another caller that just called in. Um, 317-294, do you have a question or a comment or um, about no, the whole situation? Or you just listen? No, okay, listening. thank you for calling. Um. Okay, we've been on this subject for a while, and I know it's just it's just been so much stuff like unfolding um, with this particular situation all week. Because I'm telling you, it's been all over social media. I thought it was just going to be something that just didn't get past Indianapolis, but she was on the really Ed Lover the show the next morning. She was on the Ed Lover what? show the next morning. She was on the really? Ed Lover show the next morning. Oh wow! Oh, this made this made. If you go on the internet and you Google Kelly Price right now, she has made it on every uh, internet magazine site, Jet, mm. and all them. She done made it on all the Hello Beautiful, all of those sites. She has, mm. that is the topic that everybody, wow. this ain't something that just stayed. Indianapolis made national news, not with Mike Pence. That's a horse of another color. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that in a minute. We're gonna get to that. But yeah, like we we made like headline news. Mm. And like I said, wow. I feel sorry for Kelly because I really feel like that they pushed her out there and then they came with this little sob apology. You know what I'm saying? That was totally inadequate for what had already transpired. You know, so I still feel like that somebody should come out and say, hey, it was really bad miscommunication. You know, this was messed up all the way around. Right. You know, and we're going to strive to do better, you know, in the coming year. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make me feel good, I mean, at least wear my booty with baby oil or something. No, I mean, you know, you just don't come out there and just give me no half-sorry apology, and I'm just supposed to be okay with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really feel like, like I said, it was a ball dropped all the way around. And like I said, mm-hmm. the people that I'm used to working with with this event, it would have never happened. It would have been a joke made. It would have been something. <sighs> Wow. You know, but it, people were just kind of left to their own interpretation, and this is what happens. And Kelly Price has now learned and is now a pure example of you don't come for the church folks and expect for the church folks not to come on your doorstep. Don't Ooh. send for them if you don't want them to come. Yeah, don't. Hmm. You yeah. sent for them. 
and baby, they read her from beginning to end. Every time she posted, I, I was seeing on my on my timeline alone. I was like, oh my god, are you serious? I was like, if 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 I okay, and, and I ain't gonna say I got a lot of people on my Facebook, but I'm just saying that's just a small little group of people I know. Can you imagine how how much people were really going in on her? If everybody, I mean, the whole city. I mean, that's just crazy. That's just mm-hmm. really like, crazy. They came for her when she, honey. When you call for people and they show up, don't be surprised because they came for her. And they read her the what for? Honey, they came, they honey, they came to the barbecue with a full course meal, honey. They had somebody <laughs> brought the potato salad, somebody brought the rib tip. Everything. Everything. (laughs) Like they came for her, and I think she wasn't. I thought. I think she thought that she was another one of those moments where she can get on social media or get on her platform and say whatever it was she wanted to say, and nobody was going to check her. She was at the wrong city for that. Yeah. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. she she got she got her behind handed to her, and she can't do nothing but just accept it. Mm-hmm. And of course, all right, y'all, we gotta move on. We've been on this okay, topic let's go, let's go. Okay. We gotta move on. Um, <laughs> next topic I want to talk about. Oh my goodness. Um, did you guys hear? Well, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but I'm gonna um, bring up this article. My for some reason my internet is acting a fool tonight. Um, mm-hmm. there was a lady. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia to be exact. Mm. <laughs> um, and see, we discussed this, and I'm going to get everybody's opinion on this mm-hmm. once this page pulls up. Okay. She was fired for making racial comments on social media. Now, let me tell y'all this. In an age where everybody's on social media, and there's been several like situations like you said has happened. You have to be careful with what you post on social media. Now it's all right. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it's, it's nothing wrong with having an opinion and being, you know, being vocal about issues. But some things that you say need to be kept to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you if if you're a racist, if you're a bigot. Or you you don't like this group, you don't like that group, that's your right. And that is, you know, that's fine. But when it gets to the point where you're posting on social media, that means that you're looking for validation. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to keep certain things to yourself. Because in this age of technology, people can screenshot anything that you put on social media. And the thing about it is you can delete it, but once it's out there, it's out there. So, this yes. is going to be a cautionary tale tonight, and I w- I'm going to read this story, and I'm going to get your guys' opinion on this because this woman went all the way in. And my thing is, if you're working in a public, uh, or you're working with the public, especially like you're working in a hospital, you're working with people, um, emergency services, things of that nature, take heed to this message because you don't know who's out here watching your page. Yeah. And and this woman, she deserves to get fired. Like, she deserves everything that she got. I'm going to read this. 
Philadelphia hospital employee fired after sharing a vile racist Facebook post about Black Lives Matter protesting. I am tired of this bullshit with black people. That's the title of the the um, the the um, article. Okay, it reads as such. It's written by Adam um, Shear um, at the New York Daily News, and he wrote this. This was this came out July 14th, so this was last Thursday when this um, article was written. It reads as such: An employee at the Philadelphia hospital was fired after posting a heinous racist rant about Black Lives Matter protesters to her Facebook page. Hospital uh, officials. Officials confirmed, quote, they should have bulldozed the Black Lives Matter protest at 24-25th District last night. Um, That's how the post pretty much started. And then the lady, her name, um, let me see, her name was, uh, her last name was Amaratus. Mm-hmm. And she said that this was disgraceful, despicable, dietable, diet. Ugh. Wait a minute, my computer's freezing up. Okay, here's, here's, the, okay, here's the actual Facebook post. I'm going to just read this to you. She said, her name is Diane Amaratus. She said they should have bulldozed the Black Lives Matter protest at 24th-25th District last night. Disgraceful And for all the police officers Who have worked amongst these troublemakers You deserve all the praise In the world Especially the officer who stood there While that fat braided hair Pizza Troublemaker Ran it it despicably in your face You sir Deserve a medal For letting her continue to make Make an ass of herself And showing what a low life she really is and you were strong. Kudos to Philly PD. Blacks kill each other every day, all day, and it's okay with them. Why no protest when Jamal kills Khalif? Well, I'm white, and I'm proud to be white. White lives matter. Police officer lives matter. Keep your circus in your own neighborhood. Get a life, an honest job, and raise your kids to be productive citizens. I am sick and tired of this bullshit with black people. And if you don't like my post, then delete me as your friend. Mm. So, after this post was um, submitted on Facebook, several people, including employees that worked at this um, hospital, got in touch with the administration of um, the Philadelphia Hospital and shortly, it wasn't even 24 hours later, they were making a public apology and statement because they were saying how this type of behavior is unacceptable at our facility. Mm-hmm. So now this lady is out of a job because she couldn't keep her emotions in check. Um, mm-hmm. So many times we've heard several situations like this where people get on social media, and now these companies are not playing with people, Um, especially Mm -hmm. in this politically charged environment where there's so much, uh, like, racial tension in this country right now. A lot of Uh companies are not putting up with this. They do not want to get involved with this type of behavior. 
And for her being exactly. a professional working with the public, she had no business making statements like that. Um, yep. What do you feel about this, C. Johnson? Well, <clears throat> first off, just her conduct right there, it was just um, despicable, you know, and she should not have conducted herself that way. But I agree with something that you said as far as um, her opinion is her opinion, but the way that she came out and to let her opinion be known was the reason why people viewed her as being a racist. And furthermore, for her to sit up here, and I'm just going to say this, I am not a racist person, but I'm going to say this. When Black Lives Matter is posted because they do matter, because of the simple fact that it's mainly police brutality and it's mainly, and I'm sorry, but it's mainly white cops that are killing black people. So, of course, we have to stand up and, you know, we have to let our voices be heard to let people know that we're tired of it. But she she really conducted herself in a foolish way. So for her to lose her job, good. And I'm glad and I'm glad that she lost her job. I I really am because mm-hmm. at no time is it okay or is it permissible to sit here and to talk about black people like this, especially on social media and you know that your bosses or your managers now, like they make it a habit to go out here to see the things that you're posting, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they're going to do that. And and they let that be known years ago that that is one way that they're able to track people's behavior and their mannerisms and the things that they do. So, of course, that was a stupid call on her end. But, mm-hmm. you know, just but racist, a racist person will always be a racist person because their mindset, that is something that is taught. She was taught that. She learned that. She's living it. So now she's having to reap the consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for people who believe that white supremacy does not exist still, you are sadly mistaken. And you notice most people that are outright racist like that, they are very, um, they're, they they lack intelligence. That, that statement mm-hmm. was very, um, mm-hmm. it, it lacked intelligence, and it was pure emotionalism. Um, instead mm-hmm. of you addressing these issues in, 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 in you know, uh, discussing on Facebook about these issues in an intelligent way, you go on and pretty much throw fuel on the fire. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You may be upset, but, you know, what people don't feel realize, these people are human. It, it, it can't be this many people speaking uh, out on injustice, and, it, it, and it's nothing to it. So... Right. Obviously, instead of you being a person of moral character and being someone with a little bit of intelligence and stepping back and just trying to uh, look at things from all perspectives, you get online out of pure emotionalism and you post this. Why would mm-hmm. someone want you working in public services with people with all, from all walks of life? You don't have to deal with people from all walks of life. Why would they want you to deal, I mean, you. First of all, you are just dumb for for posting it out there. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just you yes. deserve. She deserves everything she gets, and I don't care. I don't care if it was a a, a, a white person mere saying uh, negative and condescending things about blacks or vice versa. 
if you're going to be dumb enough to get on social media and make those types of comments, then you deserve to lose your job. Now, I understand that everyone has a right to freedom of speech, but this Mm -hmm. is my thing. When you have something to lose, you need to step back and (laughs) reevaluate things. Like, when you have, you know, there may be freedom of speech, but you know what? Just as there's freedom of speech, we all have a free, free. We have freedom to respond to what you say. Just because that's you right. got freedom to do something, don't mean that there's not consequences behind that. Right. And that's, just like, that's just like I look at it from my standpoint. Being part of the military. Now, this this past eight years has been the only time that people have been been able to openly say negative things about the commander-in-chief and get away with it. Mm-hmm. There was little stuff that was said about Bush and all that, but it, it got shut down real quickly. Now, in the military, once you, when you are active and you're in the military, there's no way you would get reprimanded up the wazoo if you spoke ill of the commander-in-chief. Oh, no, I disagree with that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was in there in the Bush Senior Clinton era, and believe me, we were very outspoken about Bill Clinton. But, uh, yeah, I, I say that. The difference between outspoken and being opinionated versus just being disrespectful. Right. Being well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, Phil, keep in mind what, what I said. I spoke. Right, yeah, right, oh, now, people right. were very outspoken. People were very outspoken, but nobody got outright disrespectful. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Not, not, yeah, when when, uh, when Bill ended up, uh, uh, as I like to refer to him, William, uh, <laughs> when Willie showed up at my place, you know, it, it was this is normal, you know. Oh. But uh, yeah, it, it, it uh, I, and like you hear. There's just a consequence for it. That's just like the type of job that I work in. You know what I'm saying? I can uh, feel some type of way about the stuff that goes on, but I dare not get out of pocket with it. Right, right, right. Because they will gladly take my badge and tell me mm-hmm. to go across the street to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Just for a minute, because I I agree with everything that you're all saying. I really do. But i got to play devil's advocate on one little thing, and that is that in in the era that we're currently living in, the electronic era, where there are straight, once you push send, you can never really truly believe it. There is going to be a trace of it somewhere, some way. You know, exactly. people, can, people can pull up old deleted emails at any given time, okay? With that being said, you know, the stupidity of this person to, uh, a, a, you know, write such an emotionally charged post and then post it saying, I don't care. We live in an era where <laughs> workplaces are now requiring us to sign waivers to yes. for for them to look at our Facebooks in order to be considered for a position. 
you yep. know? Um, you know, knowing this, you know, because this, this not like this just started happening. Knowing this, oh, no. it, you know, she, she was a total idiot. Now, at the same token, I say this. If the post was written during the time that she was at work, then the firing is absolutely justified. If she wrote it on her own time, then that's crossing a slight line that, you know, she is in a, in a union environment that would never fly. That firing would never fly. Okay. Well, see, you're but you're you're dealing with someone that's a public service. She's working like with the you know what I'm saying with in different in different environments or different fields of, of work. I, maybe that is something that, that's questionable. But you have to think of, of it from a business point of view. Like you don't want people bringing that type of negative attention to your business. Oh, absolutely. You see what I'm saying? I, I, you have yeah, to look I at it from did. that point of view. Whether they agree uh, with it or not, they don't want that type of negative publicity being they, thrown their they, way. They, the, the workplace was just being proactive before anything came about, you know, before any heat came from this post. Now, right. I, I don't, you know, having have been a bitch, having have had my own company at one time. I definitely don't blame the business for doing such a thing, you know. But once again, you know, it, it's it's a very thin line, very thin line. You know, it, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how Pennsylvania is. In Indiana, uh, being a, a right to work state, if you're wearing a red shirt. Okay, you wear a red shirt to work, and the owner of the company sees that red shirt, and for some reason he doesn't like red. Let's just say this first wife cheated on him with a guy who was wearing a red shirt. Okay, he can fire you just cause. Is it just yep. cause firing? I don't know if Pennsylvania is like that, but if they are, then you know there's not going to be any issues about the whole deal. If they aren't, they, I, I, I'd expect to hear more out of this story. Because I look at it like like you were saying, these companies are getting in front of stuff before it gets real bad. That's just like, look at the, the, the police chief in Minnesota when uh, the, uh, the one guy got killed on, on Facebook Live when he right got here. shot. He made the comment, and I know that the people around here was probably like, we don't even, I don't even know where that comment came from. But he got on there and was bold enough to stand flat-footed and say, had that young man been white, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. Right. And for him to say that, you know what I'm saying, I know that everybody, a, a good percentage of the folks in the police department was going, whoa, wait a minute. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't. That, 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 that's them going. Hey, why are you throwing us under the bus here? Yeah, they were probably like, "Hey, we, we, hey, we didn't approve this message. This was not on the script. <laughs> <laughs> he was not supposed to say that." 
Right, right, right. But you know, it really but just goes not... into the real the mindset of white supremacy. And see, we need to re- realize that when we're dealing with white supremacy, I mean that that's just the ugly truth of it. You know what I'm saying? And we, you know, uh, so many for so long, people have had this stuff. Everybody's a social media warrior. That's because that's just, right. let's just put it out there these days. Everybody's a social media warrior. But do you think that woman would actually say that out in public? You know what I'm saying? So really, we have when we look at stories like this, we can't get upset. We need to um, know that this is how people really are feeling out here. And that mm-hmm. is just the spirit of white supremacy. And we need to learn how to uh, to dismantle it. And, 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 you know, before we can dismantle it, we have to know the, the psychology behind it. You know what I'm saying? And for her to put that out there, that's really – people really really need to look at this. We can't just dismiss this story. Oh, she's crazy. You know, it's good that she's got fired or whatever. We really need to look at that because – that is, you know, the things that she said were just very out of pocket and very disrespectful and very disturbing. And to think that that is someone that's working in um, working in your ho- people like that working in your hospital, working on the police force, that goes to show you that there is something to what Black Lives Matter and other organizations are out here speaking out against. Because if you have people like that, she's just one person. Just imagine these people that are working on the in the law enforcement. Just like they were saying how um um they said one of those police officers that was shot in Dallas come to find out they did some research on him on his social media page and they said he had ties with uh white supremacist groups. So you don't know where these people are coming from. And it's good that social media is um an outlet where these people are exposing themselves. Right. You see what I'm saying? So we have to really take – when we hear stories like this, we have to take them because it gives you a cold, hard look at the, the, the ugly face of white supremacy here in America. And I'm going to tell you this now because we're going to get to this in a little bit. I put this on Facebook about a week ago. Not all white supremacists are white. You have some of the – the, uh, you have some people in the black community, and I'm going to say this, they perpetuate white supremacy. You have people out here that are against their own people. And and I think it's very sick because um, when you're against yourself and, and you try and you, and you do anything to gain approval from mainstream society and you don't care how low – that really says a lot about you, and that really says a lot about the condition of our people, and that's why a lot of people do not take our flight serious because you have these so-called coons that will do anything to stop black progress. You see what I'm saying? So we, we really need to um, look at these issues and take them serious when people say stuff like this because it, it really shows us where we are in this country. You see what I'm saying? So... um. I don't know if anybody else has something to say, but I kind of um, leads into um, another topic I wanted to talk about tonight as well, um, dealing with the whole Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift drama. As you all know, this, this drama's been unfolding all week. And I'm going to tell you how Selena Gomez got thrown into this too. 
So this this situation stems from um, a conversation that took place between Kanye West and Taylor Swift because a lot of people are starting to see the light on Taylor Swift. She's not as innocent as she puts out to be. Um, she pretty much told Kanye West that he could use certain lyrics in the song talking about I made that bitch famous. Um, then he alluded to the fact about um, I might might let you I might sleep with you or something like that. And she thought that those lyrics was cute or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she gave Kanye West permission to use those lyrics in the song. They had they had a conversation and I don't have the clip but they had the conversation that was leaked out to the internet. Um because she I guess he put out the song and she got on um some awards program just going off on a tirade, pretty much. She didn't say Kanye West's name, but she pretty much alluded to, you know, everybody knew that he was talk that she was talking referring to him. So mm-hmm. she tried to get on social media and get out here and do all these interviews and say that she he never she never gave him any permission to use her name or those lyrics in in the song. And her publicist put out pretty much put out a statement saying that there. Was no conversation at any time that that uh, that took place. Period between those two, especially pertaining to that. So, uh, Kim Kardashian, you know what I'm saying she she stood by her man. You know what I'm saying she she she, she, she she's a ride or die when it comes to um, Kanye West. She knew how grimy she was, so what she did was she recorded the conversation. <laughs> so. Once those tapes leak, oh, they try to retract the statement and they try to backpedal. You know there's a second video, right? Huh? You know there's a second video, right? A second video? Yes, there's a video of Kanye on the phone with Taylor Swift, and I believe his name is Rick Rubin. The guy that that okay. that started hip hop or whatever, or or was, you know, predominant, you know, a high person in in hip hop, older white guy, um, he was he was laying like on this couch. Kanye is sitting there on the phone with Taylor Swift, and I guess this is Kim Kardashian recording this conversation, and she's on speakerphone. So they were saying oh, wow. that. They were saying that she was trying to say that you know there's a law in California that um, if you if you record somebody without their knowledge, then it's illegal. But when she knew that she was on speakerphone and she was talking to the other people in the room, she knew that her conversation was being overheard by other people. So it killed any chance of her trying to come for Kanye. Yeah, because I've seen where she's trying to now, trying to sue him and stuff like that. So what you're saying now is that pretty much makes that null and void. She had no expectation of privacy once she knew that there was other people in the room and she was talking to them. Yeah. You no longer have an expectation of privacy. Yeah, that's right. So... Um, and continuing, so pretty much all this is blown up in social media. It's just been a big back and forth thing, just back and forth for you know all week long, whatever. 
So Selena Gomez, which is one of Taylor Swift's close close friends, she decides to jump into the situation and pretty much make uh, a statement along the lines talking about uh, we as uh, uh, pretty much public icons or celebrities, we need to be using our uh, we need to be using our platform for more of a positive for positive means or whatever. That's what she was saying along those lines. So pretty much when she jumped her behind into it, you know, trying to come to bat for Taylor Swift, pretty much being like her pit bull, like she can't speak for herself. Poor little Miss Innocent Taylor Swift that's been throwing shade all along. Like they said she's been throwing so much shade towards people and people are just now realizing this because I, I guess they said that she was throwing shade towards her ex Calvin Harris, you know, um, which they just broke up, and and that's all these exes she's had. She, they said pretty much all her songs are about her exes. So, anyways, I digress. So, Selena Gomez decides to jump into the situation, and she made her comment. So, social media start dragging her, talking about, well, you're talking about all this stuff, but let's check your record. I I haven't seen you or Taylor Swift say anything about all this stuff going on with the police shootings and uh, um, police brutality and Black Lives, Matter, Black Lives Matter and everything else. So she fires back and pretty much laughs and talk about, pretty much says um, in layman terms, fuck Black Lives Matter. But she pretty much went back and deleted that post real quick. So you know, she, 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 she didn't want to get exposed, but like you said, once you put something on social media, I don't care if you go back and delete it. It's out there. People screenshot stuff, and you 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 been exposed. But here's my thing, boo boo. You want to talk about f Black Lives Matter, but you saying f Black Lives Matter until it's one of your people getting shot down. Because last time I checked, boo boo, you're in a, you're a minority too. You're a minority too. Now, and I noticed this, and no offense, nobody. A lot of Hispanic people, they try to separate themselves from being minorities. They want to be seen as white. But see, the first time they get, but see, this is the thing, though. The first time an injustice happens to them, then they want black people and all the minorities to, 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 to ride or die with them and be on their side of, you know what I'm saying, of things. They want, they want to be, everybody, everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga, pretty much like that saying goes. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, you you don't want, you don't want to be seen as white. You, you want to cater and, and and pander toward to these white people until they start dogging you out. Then you want to be seen as a minority. Then you want to come back and you want uh, all of us to rally around you and support you. But none of them, and I'm just gonna be honest with you, I don't see any of them supporting black people. But see, the thing is, it's like we all in the same situation. So. For you to sit there and say that, say that, just like they they they've been dragging um, J Lo too because they said she done sold out too. She's talking about all lives matter, and she ain't talking about you know she said I I don't know she pretty much refused to say Black Lives Matter. But my thing is, girl, black people, and, and, and even um old girl um on Fox News um Stacey Dash, they all do the same thing. I said. You 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 ride black people's coattail until you get to a certain level of um, mm-hmm. success, and then you want to just say f black people, right? Because mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying. 
this this is what I look at, and it and it, it baffled me that I don't think no one caught on to it. Now, Amorosa, whatever her name is, her, mm-hmm. she done supposedly been tagged as the black liaison to the black people. You mm-hmm. ain't good enough. You ain't right. good enough to be a a, a a spokesperson or whatever. You know, somebody Trump's right hand man, you're the liaison to the black people. Like I posted on my Facebook, honey, we done traded her and Stacey Dash for Greg Owens. Thank you. <laughs> we okay. You can keep them too. Yeah. Cause they are no thing too. Yeah. And, and, and this is too and, and speaking of that, like that that reminds me last night I was watching um the Republican, uh, uh, which call yeah, the convention or whatever, and um, Eric Trump and I posted this on my Facebook page too. You know, it's funny how you guys don't want to directly address issues that uh, affect the African American community, but you don't have a problem with name dropping in your speeches, black people, like uh, Eric Trump last night, the son of um, Donald Trump. He got up. And made his speech last night, uh, you know, pretty much endorsing his father and just making a speech about, you know, why he thinks his father would be the perfect um, um, candidate for president to run this country. And he he name dropped Martin Luther King, and a couple of them did this. This is my thing. Y'all said Martin Luther King and then Oprah Winfrey. Okay, you talking about two influential black people. But you have not once discussed the, the issues of black economic deprivation, nor have you guys discussed the issue of black police brutality and any and all the other things that are taking place in this country. But y'all didn't have a problem with I don't have a problem with y'all talking about police brutality. I mean, like police getting shot, shot and stuff like that. But you didn't want to speak on the key issues dealing with African American males getting shot down. Or the prison, you know, industrial complex being overfilled with black men for petty crimes or petty drug mm-hmm. offenses and stuff like that. You didn't want to talk about that, but you can name drop to make yourself look like you're giving the illusion that you're being inclusive or you're being diverse. I saw right through the bullshit last night. I saw it. Exactly. And Mike because Pence I, did the same thing too. Mike Pence, and I'm gonna say, and I'm so I'm jumping. I'm, I'll say, you know, cause I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna run these together. I'm gonna run this because I ain't about to be dealing with that, dealing with this conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. And I'm gonna leave it alone. And get your opinion, and then I'm gonna talk about Donald Trump lying ass wife here in a minute too. Um, pretty much, you know, Mike Pence got on stage. Now I'm gonna tell you this now. Everybody was up on their feet last night when Mike Pence came in there and accepted the nomination of being VP for Donald Trump. Now, my problem is, it's like, these people don't even know who this man is. And he even acknowledges this. So he, he could get up there and he, he's working with a blank slate so he can pay any picture he wants for these people. But I'm going to tell you this now. I don't even think Donald Trump knows this man as well as he thinks he does because if he got up there and made it seem like he's the 
the next best thing to slice bread to Indiana. You know, mm-hmm. he made it seem like he he got us out of a deficit. Um, we have a huge surplus and this, that, and the other. But and, and how he says, well, we've gotten rid of all these uh, state jobs. But you know what you fail to realize is that you cost Indiana a lot of uh, economic development, and you cost us a, to lose a lot of businesses because of your bigoted mindset and uh. Uh, outdated ways of thinking when you try to sign, try to put out there that that uh, that religious freedom act. Y'all remember that last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to talk about that though. He didn't talk about how he caused so much economic and social turmoil here when he did that. You didn't want to paint that picture though. But I said, you know what? If and, and I'm gonna tell you this now, I'm just gonna be real with you. I'm not no Hillary Clinton. Fan, but I'm just looking at it from a realistic point of view. We can't sit this one out. I said, and when you look at it, all politicians lie. So we're going to have to take the lesser two evils, and this is just me. I'm not telling anybody how to vote, but I'm just telling you how I feel. If they are smart, they better start digging some shit up on Mike Pence because we know he can get up on in front of the nation and paint this picture of how wonderful and and, and and what a good candidate he is and, and how many you know, how he has all these morals and values. But this man is nothing but a snake. And anybody here in Indiana knows the real Mike Pence. The country doesn't know who he is yet. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the thing is too the thing is too is that when they were both on the interview together, they couldn't even they don't they don't sit on common ground. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. He does not know who this man is because they are not on the same page on so many issues. It's ridiculous. See, wow. see yeah, I'm going to him off. He was like, oh, okay, it's okay that you feel that way. I'm, I'm going to throw two little theories out there. Uh, you know, Mike Pence is running on his Hollywood fame, you know, from when he played Lurch, the Undertaker, on the Adams Tramp. But with that to the side, because it really went nowhere. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, is my I think about the Republican ticket right now. If you if you take a look at when the primary started, the Republicans originally were pushing for Jeb Bush. Then they went for. Uh, Oh, uh, what the hell is his name? Marco. Uh, Mark Rubio. Mark Rubio. And then after that, they went with Ted Cruz. They did They did everything to try to get Trump out of that position. And you know now, Ted Cruz refusing. He's refusing to endorse uh, Trump. You know that, don't you? Uh, yeah. That, I, am about that. <laughs> I, I am not saying by any means that, you know, that the Republicans are sabotaging this for Hillary ticket, and then they're just going to gather up the troops back in four years, okay? Because I fail to believe that they want Hillary Clinton off. But why in the world would they pair him up with the worst possible Vice presidential candidate to Dan Quayle. 
Yeah, yep. that's going to be that's going to be to his demise too. But see, go ahead, see. Yeah, I want to say this. Um, you would expect a governor to at least have um, an educational background in politics, and Mike Pence is doing the bare minimum, even while he was in office. So he so he really doesn't even know much about politics, but what he fails to realize is that his only reason for even uh, being nominated as the vice president candidate is to simply be used. But see, but his eyes aren't even open. See, Trump is just getting these people in here to use them because he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Point so right. Hey, you know when it comes when it comes to political. Experience, that is the worst possible ticket that could be there, okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, me, me personally, I, I made no two bones about it. Me, I'm going to be voting third party. Uh, you know, the guy, the guy who was the governor of New Mexico, Gary Johnson. You know, I... Yeah, he, he, he's, he's the only third party candidate whose name's going to be in every state's ballot. And that's my thing. That's what I was looking at. I said this would be the one year that a no-name third-party person would win the presidency. Yeah. Yeah, See, what people need to understand is this, is that when Trump and when Clint are up there opening their mouths and speaking, saying whatever the hell they say, they ain't talking to their followers. They ain't talking to that 20% that is going to vote for them no matter what. They're talking to that, you know, 80% that's in the middle, that doesn't have a pony in their show, you know? So people who are undecided, the independents, people like myself, that's who, that's who votes they're trying to get. Because they know they're going to get the straight-line Republicans, the straight-line Democrats. You know, hell, David Duke ran, you know, and, and got Democratic votes when he ran for the presidency back in 1988. You know, and, and he was the grand regular in the Ku Klux Klan. So if that tells you how people vote, they don't care about them folks. What they care about are the undecided, the uneducated. You know, this is what they go after. They, they offer these people the world, knowing damn well they're not going to be able to provide it. If you take a I, I actually, Danica, I'll tell you this, that you and I are friends on Facebook. Take some time and look at my four-part political rant today. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I went off. Hey, here's the thing. You know, Trump is playing and has been playing to people's fear. He is telling everybody what they want to hear. That is the very and sole reason I cannot vote for him. You know, he he is the National Enquirer candidate. He's throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. Now, with that being said, like like he ended up saying something or another about Ted Cruz's dad worked with the BCK killer or one of them killers, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, when you got 
both sides doing the same thing, it really leaves those of us in the middle basically at an at-will state. Now, mm. absolutely, you have got a third, a solid third-party candidate. But, you know, it, it, I will not waste the vote on a Trump or a Clinton. You know, I'm, I'm going to go for the guy I can most relate with and, and, or a woman. You know, and for mm-hmm. me, this this year is going to be a third party. I, God, man, if, you know, Trump is talking about building walls and about finding all these corporations and bringing jobs back to the United States, deporting people and this and that. Okay, fine. Now, if you remember in the very first uh, Barack Obama election, he ran on a ticket that he, in the first 90 days in office, he was going to, you know, end both wars. By 180 days, he was going to bring troops back. Also, shutting down Guantanamo Bay during that time. I'm not bashing on President Obama. What I'm saying is, I I truly believe that every candidate has got some sort of like I believe Obama went in the office believing he was going to be able to get all this done, and once he got in the office, he was told, "Yeah, all that thing you talked about, forget about it. This is going to be what really happened, and that's going to be what happens with Trump. There are other people." That the president is nothing more than the CEO of this country in our government. He is the executive branch, the sole executive, okay? He is the equivalent of the CEO. He's a figurehead. Every corporation's CEO answers to its stockholders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Believe me when I tell you. That there are people that pull the president's strength. Trump is not going to get a wall. He's not going to deport all these people he claims he can do. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, he's not going to do that. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you this, Jr. And this is what I'm saying. If Somebody's getting escorted out of the presidential convention right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. It's a woman. They got her in handcuffs and everything. I'm sorry, these y'all was going back. These, y'all was talking. Yes, fine. Uh, these people ain't going back to. He thinks that we. And this is my thing. They keep talking about make America great again. What yeah. does that mean? And what I put this on Facebook. What does that really mean? And to me, to me, that's a subjective statement because that depends on who you ask. Make America. What is that code for? Brother, let me tell you. I was talking about what is what does make America great again? Because for some people, America was never great, and depending on who you ask or what group of people you ask, that that's that's a subjective of statement. Let me so tell you. When you say that, it's some, someone commented and said, "Well, make America great again means make America white again." Do you guys agree with that oh, statement? Wow. It can very well be. You know, here's the thing. The United States of America has never stopped being great. I don't know what the hell this means. 
You know, I, I, I've been in many countries around the world. I, I've seen things that are inexplicable, but in them countries, it's everyday life. Well, over here, we'd be like, oh, my God, okay? To say that Make America Great Again is extremely offensive to me. You know, that, that is probably one of the most offensive things I have heard. For the simple reason that I do believe in my heart of hearts, this country has never stopped being great. This country has never stopped being the shining beacon of hope and freedom. You know, and yeah, it ain't, it ain't perfect, and politicians are crooked. But they're crooked. I was just ready to say that. Like, how is it that America is not great, but yet people are risking their lives to come here? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. And people leaving money. People leave, I, I posted about two months ago. There's a sports talk show host by the name of Dan Levitard. Okay? And uh, you know, Dan Levitard, if you ever get a chance to look this up, uh, you can Google search it about Dan Levitard speaking about his family leaving Cuba. He came from a family of money in Cuba. His family left and left it all behind when Cat, the Castro regime took over. His mother witnessed her brother get dragged out of the house for simply for winning elections, free elections. You know, dragged out of the house and arrested for 20 years in a Cuban prison. And that family left all the money that they had, and they were a wealthy family over there, and for a life of poverty in the United States. But Dan ended up going to school, and he speaks about it. And the whole reason this topic came up was simply because you got, I don't know if any of you follow sports like I do, but before, before the spring training came out, they did a – a, uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays did an exhibition game with the Cuban national team, and it was approved by President Obama, which I absolutely disagreed with this. You know, and him and Fidel's little brother were, you know, sitting there smoking and joking this and that. When you have people getting arrested during the broadcast of the game because they're trying to get the message out to people about how bad things actually are over there. And you see them getting drug out in the police cars, and off they go. Where they went, nobody knows. You know, we don't know mm. if they're still us. You know, but that's how the communist regimes go. You know, no matter how bad it has been in this country through the uh, recessions of the 1980s and through the economic booms in the 90s, to, you know, the housing market crashing, the tech crash, and whatever, okay? There is not a single place, I assure you, there is not a single place in this world that I would rather wake up to than this very country. Because I know I don't have to worry about, am I going to get assassinated for expressing my opinion by the end of this Mm -mm -mm. time? No matter right. how bad it, you want to know what makes America great for me, it's just that little point right there. Right, because you see, like over in China, 
they dictate what is aired on TV. They dictate exactly. what is what is broadcast over the airwaves. They dictate every facet of their lives over there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're highly educated, but they're controlled. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so really I mean, the only thing that they have going for themselves is, yeah, that they're educated. They have nothing else to do but be educated. Right. Yeah, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia, keep in mind, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, all these are friendly countries to the United States. I ain't even talking about Iraq, Iran, Syria, okay? In Saudi Arabia... Or, uh, dang, the uh, way United Arab Emirates, they have got a fundamentalist police. Okay? You are not allowed to enter the country with any religious emblem other than any, any you know, outside of anything Islam. Okay? You can yep. be arrested and you are tried and punished. Right on the spot by the fundamental police. You, you know, if you're a homosexual in, in any of them countries, you are put to death. On I was going to say, I just, found out, I just found out yesterday that in Jamaica, they, yeah. were, known, they were known for killing you on the spot right. if they found out that you were homosexual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in those, um, especially like in the islands and stuff like that, they don't play that. And that's sad. They will put you out in front and kill you. I said, wow. You know, and that's just the thing. When you cater to people's fears, when you tell them what you want to hear, you know, it's, I said, if you remember, when we first got to talk about this election, I said that there's no way in hell that Trump is going to make it to the, get the candidacy so that he's just being a blowhard saying things that people just want to hear. He's pandering to the certain people, okay? Since then, of course, I'm sadly, I'm wrong, but since then, <laughs> uh... He has flip-flopped on a lot of what he's been saying. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't that I'm so set on this Gary Johnson guy, on the, the ballot where you can ride in your vote, I would put in Trump to pay. Because I would vote for Trump to pay before I'd vote for Trump. You know, <laughs> it, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> It, 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 there, there, there's not a winner here. There, there just isn't. Get you know? out. Hillary Clinton, if you're a Hispanic and you vote for Hillary Clinton, you deserve whatever comes to you. You know, the Clintons are the sole reason that an eight year old boy by the name of Elian Gonzalez was deported when he was a naturalized citizen. In the United right. States of America. You know, he, he, his family risked their lives, with the exception of that, he stayed behind to make it. His mom didn't make it to the United States. He did survive that trip. 
He was staying with his uncle. I posted today the picture of that uh, federal agent fixing his AR-15 within six inches of Alan Gonzalez's head. You know, if you're a Hispanic, you believe a splint is going to stand for you? Got a right thing coming. That's already been proven. You know, it, it, and, and like I said, and I've been like this since day one, right down the middle. As much as I bash on Hillary, I'll bash on Trump. Because I don't like either one. Mm. And I'm telling you, the folks here in this city, if you ride up north, they are full out. Like I was on 70, I want to say that's like 76 in Keystone. I was riding through that area. Right. And like when I say I've never seen yard signs as big as I've seen here lately, like the Trump signs are literally six feet by six feet. Oh, yeah. They're huge. I'm like, are you serious? I said, well, I said, he got these people snows real. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's a scary thought. It's really a scary thought when you think that that pretty much anybody that has money, like it it doesn't even matter if you have any political background or a, a, a true vested interest in this country, anybody, as long as you got the resource, you can become, you you can run in the presidential election. That, and that's scary. Well, that's that happened right. throughout American history. Yeah, hey, George Washington, real political background, the only president never be elected. Uh-huh. Hold on, say that again. Do we lose J.R.? I think so. Oh, yeah, we lost him. He'll be back. (laughs) Yeah, he was on the roll. I said, I tell you, I said, you know, I just look at this political race, man, and I was just sitting there last night. I said, and this is is no shade. I said, everybody has the right to have their own political views or uh, vote however they choose, but it says a lot about you. After seeing that last night, I don't understand how any self-respecting black person would be on the Donald Trump tra- tra- train. I just don't understand how you could be on that, be in that camp. Like, I don't understand how you can. They they offer you absolutely nothing. And to me, even as if I, I was a black person that, that was a public, they had like um, – as far as political, like, you know, um, like if I was a fiscal conservative or just, just in general, there's nothing that that party could offer me, like, as a minority, period. I don't care if you got money or not or status or whatever. There's nothing that that party could offer me. I said they do not have any of your vested, vested interest in mind. No. They, they nothing. There's nothing and that they could. Like J.R. was saying, I'm sitting here listening to Trump is on now, right now, and he's playing into the fears of the people. He just got through talking about the um, 49 people that were killed in Florida. And he was like, I'm going to protect the LGBTQ uh, people from foreign terrorists and this, that. Stop using 
you, 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 your, your, your blanket statement on people, you're calling them foreigners, you're calling them terrorists, but yet and still, Johnny Blow Blow kills up nine people in a church, and you take him yeah. to Burger King so he can go eat. Right. And this is my but thing. This man don't give two shits about the gay community. He doesn't. At all. He he doesn't care about them. You you I mean that he just he wants to vote. And then once he gets in there, if he does get in there, he's not gonna do absolutely anything for that segment of the population. Nothing. And, that's, and like this guy is holding up a sign that says ISIS lives don't matter. You are playing into the fact that these people, we're going back to 9-11. Yeah. Everybody that looked Muslim, wore Muslim uh, attire, believed in Islam, just the whole Islam religion got blanket stated on being mm-hmm. a terrorist. And that's what all this is. One foreign person commits a crime, and now everybody's got to be a bad person. Yeah. So it, it's I just mind-blowing. But and it, and it just really goes to show you the mindset of a lot of people. They 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 a lot of people are not independent thinkers. They don't have their own uh, mind. They they are easily led astray by any person's rhetoric. Now, if you find you can be swayed by Donald Trump's Rhetoric, something's wrong with you. I mean, that goes to show you people do not have their own independent thinking. Because this, this, uh, and it just hit me how this all sounds so familiar because back in the 60s and, you know, before the civil rights movement and all that stuff, we as black people were looked at as dirty, you know, we were mm-hmm. diseased, you know, bred it. You weren't, we weren't supposed to touch stuff. And all this that we were filthy. We were filthy beings. We weren't even human beings. We were just filthy beings. And because one person got up and and spoke so badly about the African-American community, people followed it. And they believed it. Yeah. That's all this really because... Because if Trump was to go and start that rhetoric about African-Americans and, and, you know, we're filthy and we're this, that, and the third, he would have a nice following of people that would go behind him, and we would be right back where we started. But, you know, I, I don't think people don't fought too hard. I said, man, that man, Trump, I I don't think that they people like, I, I don't want to say this over airways, but, yeah, I just put it like this. That man find, I don't know. I don't think people. What? I must put like this: people ain't going back to that. Ain't nobody exactly. gonna go back to that. And that's, what I think, that's what I think. The difference is, is that we have such the millennials are such a radical. I wouldn't. I don't even want to call them radical group. They are such a forceful group. You know what I'm saying? That they are not going to put up with that type of foolishness because we see, you know, how they feeling about police brutality, they is picking off people just because. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, they they an extreme, you know what I'm saying? They they go from zero to 60, and you be like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. not how we solve they, stuff. Oh, they're you know, bringing the National Guard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it would it would be a mess. It would really be a mess. So yeah, like I said, it's it's scary. It it really is. And you know, for me to have two kids, I have a you know a man a man child, and I have a a, a teen daughter. You know what I'm saying? It's scary to be. Able, I have to sit down and have these conversations with my kids mm-hmm. about the stuff that's going on and what they have to be prepared for, you know, going out here into their world, because this this world is completely different from when I was their age. And oh, I yeah. feel old by saying that. <laughs> but, but, I mean, the dynamic is changing everything. Like, everything, this, this world's not what it used to be even 10 years ago. Like, exactly. it's not, it, it's, it's going, and it's going to be different. Ten years from now, when they, you know, what I'm saying, it, it's 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 evolving, and like I don't think that sometimes a lot of things aren't evolving for the better. But um, like you said, man, this this whole thing with Donald Trump, and this isn't new. Like this has been going on. Like you've had leaders that always have has played on the the fears of people. Like when you're dealing with people that are trying to find. Answers and they and they're trying to find it in a leader. They, it's easy to be manipulated. I mean, you look at let's go back to the Holocaust. Yep. This the yep. thing, and I saw man, so many parallels I see between him and I don't want to call him Hitler, but I'm just saying just that this that whole dynamic of people uh, falling prey to. Uh, their fears and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to so, I'm going to when I when we get off from here I'm going to go to there's a person that's on my Facebook. They made a comment where they made a they had a question about the new prisons that are being built. And they was they asked the question it was like, "Don't those look like concentration camps?" And I was like, oh. "That's weird that you say that." They were like these prisons are starting to look more and more like concentration camps. Oh wow! And I, I was like, that's... Wake up. I said, and you know what? I said, really, that's that's really all these prisons have really become. That's you all know, they've it's... ever been in America. It's, it's all it's it's only been, um, it's it's just a concentration camp. I mean, you know, it's 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 just a money making. Industry is not there to uh, these these institutions aren't there to re- rehabilitate. They're there to make money and just you know what I'm saying and just uh-huh. pretty much. I mean it's it's not there to do anything positive. Yeah, so that's so, why I said it. Yeah, it's this this is this is going to be interesting. You know, these next few months, you know, people are just gonna have to be on their p's and q's. Whoever gets in office. This is going to be a long four years. Yeah. This is going to be the longest four years I think we've ever experienced in our lifetime. This this is going to be a long and interesting four years. And if people don't start wising up and paying attention, we we in trouble. Yeah. We already. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you something else. These people better start looking at what's going on locally as well, because we pay attention to the national. Things on a national level, but I'm telling you, I say a good majority of people don't even know what's going on in their own city. And in the in the city elections, in the in the state and local elections, are more uh, important to me than than even the national. 
Yeah. Because these, you know, so I, I just, I just urge everybody to start getting out here. I said, you know, everybody has a smartphone these days. It's, it's nothing to get on Google and just start and, and just look up some of these representatives. Just get on there and see what their platforms, what their platforms are, where they stand on the issues and stuff. We right. got to educate ourselves. This, and we live in an inf- uh, informational age. There's no reason for people not to be uh, knowledgeable on just 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 the basic stuff. So yeah, I would and- just urge people just to get out here and start researching these, uh, you know, just, just I don't know, just do your research. That's all I can say. Yeah, because it's, it's like you said, locally, like everything is contingent on, you know what I'm saying, what we have here locally because look at, and that's why I was really surprised that Pence got chosen as VP because Carrier. I never saw that coming. He I, is I walking know into, you, I was blindsided, yeah. He is, yeah. He is walking onto a national stage with the fallout of Carrier on his back. Like you let a company that has been in the state for decades just literally pick up and go, and the most you can do with that was you made them pay back the tax incentives that they got by saying that they were going to stay here in the United, stay here in Indiana and stay here in the United States. That's why I said, man, I said he, he can sit here and play. Um, he can sit up here and paint a pretty picture for the nation, but right here at home, we know, yeah, I, I think, I think by Trump picking him, I think that's, yeah. That's gonna cripple his campaign. And I don't. But, and that's the thing is that I, I don't see him. I don't know if he thought that that would bring the Republican Party on board with him if he chose him. I think he had a better chance of taking Chris Christie to the White House with him than Pence. Because oh. even yeah. Chris Christie was going. I don't even know why I didn't get chose. Like, who is this Yahoo? Mm. So yeah, they're it's, gonna find it's, out soon enough. Yeah, you it's know, gonna be interesting. Cause you know that's that's the name of the game. I said you know to people good at digging up dirt and getting the tea on these candidates. Uh, you know that's all that's all political campaigning season is about. <laughs> oh, and see, and this is where it's gonna get real interesting. That is because. When they start debating each other, now that we got, because we're still waiting on uh, Lowry to uh, come out with who she's going to run with her VP person, we're still waiting on her. But when they start going on the stage, because the presidents, yeah, they debate, the presidential candidates, they debate, but it's mainly the vice presidents that debate. And whoever Hillary chooses has got a whole arsenal of firepower to go against Pence. Like, he's going to have a whole lot of explaining to do. Oh, yeah. They're going to probably go after, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after him more than they do Trump. Oh, yeah. And I'm not not saying that's plenty of ammunition on Trump, but I'm telling you, they're going to have a field day with him. And like I said, 
I'm I'm really surprised. The other thing that I'm surprised at, and I think they're just kind of letting it die down, and I think this was one of the topics you was going to touch on, is that I get that everybody's speech always has somebody else's few words in it, but when they mm-hmm. ran off the numbers, they said that in one paragraph, 22 out of 26 words in Melania Trump's speech was taken from Michelle Obama. 22 out of 26. Wow. That's but this not using my... a couple ands and does. That was using whole sentences. And this is my thing. Now, if you would have let that been First Lady Obama, uh, Michelle Obama that, that would have done something like that, she would have been called every – they would have called her classless. They would have called her every name in the book, every derogatory term that you could think of. If she would have done something like this, but see, they're trying to sweep, sweep right past that. And, and then my thing is, this, how is your husband going to be against, I mean, against immigration or against people coming into this country, but you're a foreigner? Oh. How does that work? Yeah, there you go. It was okay for you to knock one up and marry a couple of them, but now that you're running for president, oh, no, we don't want no foreigners here, none. No, uh-uh. We're going to close the borders. Your wife been in this country for 15-plus years and still don't, can't speak a lick of good English. <laughs> but that's, that's why I it. said, man, we got to we got to realize the power of our vote and stop just giving it away so easy and stop being just, you know, swayed by anybody that comes to us with a song and dance. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, that's why I blame these, um, I, I look at, you know, these different uh, community leaders around here or whatever, and they get on TV when there's a, a crime or something major going on in the city, they all in front of the TV you know what I'm saying, but you're not opening up your churches because there was a time when it was an election year. You sat in your church, and the politicians came to you and laid out the foundation of what that's what this is what they were trying to do. Or people, you became educated on who was running for what, right. and you know they're not they don't do that nowadays. It used to be you went to your church. And, you know, the, the senator or congressperson would come to your church and, and speak, not just come and show up on Sunday and wave his hand. Like right. we've had in the past. Um, you know, and people, had, you know, it was people had to account for what they were standing for. And we were educated about, you know, who was running for office and this, that, and the third or whatever. And it just it just baffles me how we just go along our day-to-day but then when they start taking services from us and start closing this down and uh, these politicians, blah, 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 you ain't have a dog in this fight because you didn't use your voice. Exactly. I tell people, make no difference if you feel like your voice counts or your, your, your vote counts. Make no difference how you feel about it. You can't be mad that something's not going a certain way if you didn't put your input in on it. Right. 
That's like you working at a job. If they've had meetings about, you know, rule changes and this, that, and the third, but you don't attend not one meeting, but then you upset because they took your 30-minute lunch break and gave you 15-minute lunch breaks. You can't be mad at changes. You can't be mad at it. But, yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be interesting. I I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I do. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to keep following it. Um, I'm looking forward to see what the Democrats are going to be talking about here and see if they're going to come, come hard. Because, I, it's, yeah, this is going to be an, an interesting election season. So we're, uh-huh. we're going to um, keep following this, and uh, we will be back on air next Thursday. Um, we're going to try to get some guests on and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, thanks to everybody that called in tonight, and um, we will be back next Thursday, same time, same channel. <laughs> All right, Mr. Seneca. All right. All right. Did JR make it back? No, he didn't make it back. I don't um I guess like um it was after technically after eleven o'clock. So I get like an extra hour to record, but it, it goes off live at eleven. So uh, okay. after that live like after that live point you can't call in. So uh, yeah, I think okay. he, I think he got disconnected right after eleven, so Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well then it was a good one tonight and we shall see each other back here on Thursday. All right. All yeah. right, talk to you later.